Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen Ooh. Well, you've managed to bring me back, Janine. I have. After the first week of this series. Because, as I said last week, I was pleasantly surprised by the beginning of this particular supposedly horror franchise. And I thought it was a horror franchise last week. I was fairly convinced that that first movie, The Purge, was a horror movie. I am far less convinced that this second movie this week, <laughs> Janine, The Purge Anarchy, is a horror movie. I mean, this it's people. A horror movie. It's people running away from killers. If that's not horror, I don't know what is. It's a war movie. Yeah, I've tricked you. Yeah. Most people I've don't tricked. run away from from yes, war. They yes, I they mean, do. Do people not, not run away from war? People, in, are, are people war, just all, all of a sudden war, war mongers everywhere in war movies. I mean, war movie. No, no. Okay, it's a fair point. Yes, but still not people all being hunted right. down and killed as they try to run and hide away in the shadows as we see imagery of dead bodies and bloody like we saw like a carry lady just standing on the side of the road covered in blood yes okay yes horror. we did yes horror. we did okay well we are back it is morgan hasn't seen it is our october series we are talking the purge movies all october on this show and it's the second one today, The Purge Anarchy. We are away from the affluent nature of the neighbourhood of the first movie with Ethan Hawke and Lena Headey being invaded by their own neighbours and some people that just wanted to kill a homeless person. Yeah. Because they were just nasty. They were just nasty, evil people. Today, this week, we're dealing with a completely different type of people as our protagonist. And seemingly villains who... Are, are they really anything? Are they really anything? The most interesting thing about this movie is the fact that Frank Grillo appears to be on a revenge mission. Yes, and we get um, a rogue Lakeith Stanfield popping up. That is very true. We do. I did notice. I mean, I guess we could say our big bad is that the big daddy character that is also there. Um... Kind of true. I, look, I suppose the almost the big bad of, of this second Purge movie is the creators of the Purge itself. Yes, the which new is... founding fathers. Which is what this has seemingly developed into, hasn't it, Janine? I mean, what do we think about this one? What do, what are your feelings towards this one? I mean, I'm neutral on it. I mean, I I mean, I like it, but in terms of the franchise as a whole, um, I do prefer the first one. I do like that the second one does show another side of the purge it shows how poor people deal with it um it it plays on the fear of like what if you're in a situation where you are stuck on the street when purge kicks off um you know against your better judgment or against just circumstances happening that cause you to be out there it 
builds the world, I think, really well in terms of starting to build the foundation of the corruption in this system because the movie definitely lays it out to where there might be some good benefits to it. Um, And then there are some things that kind of subvert that. This movie goes full on about the corruption of it, the corruption behind it, government meddling within it. So in terms of building the world, I think it's a good second movie. If you know you're going to have more coming after, I think this is a good bridge movie in building and expanding the world. So I think it does a good job with that going into the third movie, which is actually my favorite because I think I just have the most fun with the third one. Okay. So I think that, I mean, I think that's fair. I certainly would agree that it, it ramps up the almost political commentary of the Purge movies um, up from the first movie, which which had it there subtly, somewhat, in the background, in the subtext of that particular movie. This one does bring it to front and centre. I mean, you've got Michael K. Williams in this movie yeah. in, in, in snippets, giving these really powerful kind of protest speeches of how corrupt the the purge system is how it's just wanting to eradicate the undesirables in society the people who are seemingly leeches on society as it were um yeah which is again it's it's furthering the very interesting concept of the purge which i liked i like that i like the as a, as, a, as a development on the concept, I think it's a really great sequel. Yeah. But as a, as a, as a, as a movie itself, as a, as a follow-up story, I mean, the idea of the story is interesting. Like you said, we, we, change, we change now from like affluent kind of wealth that we had in the first movie with our characters and how they deal with it to how... Like you said, people on the street deal with it, whether it be circumstantial or, or certainly people who can't necessarily afford to have high-tech security systems. Yes, and people houses. who live in, par, in poor apartment uh, complexes and things like that. Um, um, which is interesting. Of course it is. It's yes. interesting to get that different angle on it. So I like that. And I like the furthering of of the kind of protest type concept surrounding the purge. Because I think I said enough last week where I was very much I was very much terrified of this becoming a thing in reality. That I am entirely team Michael K. Williams. Please get rid of the purge. This <laughs> yes. will do nothing but horrible harm. And just enables the people in in society with the most violent tendencies, which tend to be the I'm better than you snobby elite people. Yes. And uh, we do get. To just go about doing whatever they want, and that's bad. Yes. And we do get a returning character from the first film. We do. uh, Being a part of Michael K. Williams' uh, mission. And that is the stranger character, the homeless man from the first film. 
you know, he's gone on to be a part of this movement to uh, get rid of the purge. With, Proud of course, him. You Good know, yeah, obviously has his reasons for wanting to get rid yes. of the purge as he lived through a very horrific purge night. So I like the continuity there and the continuing of that story and making sense for this character to kind of want to join this this mission to, to yeah. move forward. So um, this movie yeah. set a year after the first. Yes, movie. in Los Angeles. So um we kind of follow this waitress and it's kind of purge night. So closing up, getting ready to head home. Um, we see her coworker who she's good friends with and uh, they kind of have a little conversation and uh, she ends up going home. She lives with her father and uh, her daughter, who's like a teenager. And they kind of establish that the father has a lot of health issues and he's on a lot of expensive medication. And uh, she kind of does have a conversation with her friend that they're having a hard time affording the father's medication. So that's kind of set up there. And um, she gets flirted with by a guy in her building. Um, so obviously that kind of makes you a bit, a bit uncomfortable considering all crime is legal during purge night so yeah this man who's yeah seemingly, I mean, and, and it, it feels like this guy constantly harasses her every time she kind of comes in her building when she's she lives in an area where she's walking home and there's people on the street selling weapons to help you get ready for purge night um, yeah just to kind of establish what area she lives in what's going on um the kind of way that the small ways they can use to kind of defend themselves and lock down on purge night so i mean i do feel like Yes, it's good that this second movie is, you know, showing the the lower class and, and how they deal with the purge. But does it not also heavily stereotype the lower class? Yes. Um, just very rough-minded people selling weapons on the street minorities um, characters exactly does yeah. it not do exactly that does that not come across as a little bit questionable because it did kind of to me it just felt like you wouldn't have cast these same people in the say in the neighborhood of the first movie it, it, and i don't know if that's a movie situation i don't know if that's a production situation i don't know well, I don't know I just if they felt like because that. you know amongst those neighbors we had a, a like a black woman and an Asian man and things like that. So I don't know if they felt like okay, you know, we showed you know minorities be living in this affluent neighborhood. So I don't think it's a stretch to think that like mixed race people would live in this lower area. But yes, I feel like it definitely does kind of play into a bit of stereotypes. Um, particularly, you get a lot of this in. Um, the next two pur purge movies, like we have our kind of lower class people being minority people kind of trying to fight their way, you know, and, and survive the night in that way. So, I mean, um, whether, whether it's kind of, I don't know, culturally, statistically factual or not, it still comes across as a stereotype to, to have it... purely uh, these people in this class situation in this movie and being 
you know, the movie itself, like I said, the movie itself has a positive kind of help them attitude towards them. But I don't know. It's just the presentation, I, I guess. I don't yeah. know why I'm kind of focusing on that. No, I, I, I totally understand that. No, I understand why you would kind of see that and, and kind of question it a little bit, which I think is, is, is definitely fair. And, you know, I thought similar things. Um, but that's just kind of, how, I guess, how they chose. They don't really address it in any kind no, of way. No, they don't address it. They don't address yes. it at all. So it's just kind of a, it's just kind of how you want to interpret that. Um, but I definitely kind of raised an eyebrow as well to, to, to that kind of casting choice in terms of where they sit in the hierarchy of, of what this story kind of is going for. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, look, it's definitely, it's, it's not as stylistically a horror movie. Um, it's not as structurally a horror movie as the first one. And if you thought there was a lot of gunshot kills in the first Purge movie, this one is... We're on a steady ramp up, I feel, aren't we? We definitely are. <laughs> Which it, it, but it, it just come, it comes across like an action movie, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like this these are the kind of movies that I don't tend to get on with. That's the fair. Kind of seemingly, uh, seemingly quite, I don't know what the correct word to use is, but the characters don't seem massively deep. And I don't know why they don't feel as interesting as the guys from the first movie did. Maybe because okay. we got to sit with them a little bit more and there was a smaller group of them. Maybe because we're dealing with like three separate groups of people. Yes, we're dealing with three stories and they kind of come together and then we're just kind of meant to to understand kind of their motivations through conversations and and questions asked and things like that so yeah we're definitely not i think it's easier to flesh out your characters when you're sitting with one family in one place and they're kind of your main story um but here we're trying to tell three stories and then bring them together as like kind of this grouping and so, then it's just kind of on the run from there. on the run and not a lot of time to kind of to, to establish as much as the first yeah. book was able to. So yes, we have this mother, her daughter, their father, he kind of, and he says, you know, don't don't bother buying my medications. They're too expensive. You don't need to pay for that. And they're like, no, we're going to take care of you. Like, dad, just relax. And he's like, no, well, I'm going to go to bed. I hate this night. Don't bother me. You know, I'll be in my room. Take care, I'm... secure the rest of the house. Just leave me alone. Team that guy. <laughs> yes. That's, that's what <laughs> I'm on. Team dad. Team um, old ill dad. Yes. Um, so that's kind of one thing we're looking at. Then we follow this couple. They're kind of seemingly arguing. And it's established that they are like in the middle of like getting a divorce or in the middle of, of uh, breaking up and separating. Yeah. Um, they're actually a couple in real life, I believe. So, um, yeah, so oh, they, yeah. 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 So it's like almost nightfall they're stopping at the grocery store to get a couple of things um see some kind of creepy shady looking people lurking around the parking lot they get their groceries um one of the guys bumps them and kind of creeps them out 
they're driving home only for their car to break down literally like minutes before purge is about to commence and they're like in the city on a bridge car broken down they look underneath their car it looks like their car was sabotaged and the van and motorcycles of all those creepy guys at the parking lot with the creepy masks have followed them and just kind of waiting um and herein lies exactly what i thought the purge movies were yes people just wanting to be violent to other people for the sake of being violent yes but this is there's more to it once we kind of get into the story um with this group in this van kind of chasing oh there there is so um but surface level very creepy like being on the street at night when purge is about to hit like it's just a terrifying concept and a very too grounded feeling kind of concept so definitely brings attention and fear so that's kind of our second yeah so that's kind of our second storyline we're following and the third one is frank grillo um he's like packing up guns and and seeming like he's getting ready and a woman who you know we kind of just put the pieces together this is probably his ex-wife they've lost a child subsequently divorced and she sees these pictures of a man on his wall so we're kind of just led to believe that he's out for vengeance tonight because you know for the man who wronged him in some way his ex is kind of, he's like, tell, he tells her to go back to her new family and leave him alone. Um, and he, he has to do this. So I think I'd on... almost prefer this movie if it was basically entirely Frank Grillo. And his revenge story. If it was this one man revenge story on Purge Night and he would have to fight through Purge Night to get to his actual goal. I think that's a good idea. You could still have all the the protesty stuff in there yeah could still have all that in there it just i don't think would be there's there's depth of character lost in too many characters yeah in this movie Mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate because some of the you know i like i like i like frank rillo i think he's a great kind of action lead He, he doesn't seem to do as much as he probably deserves to. Um, the the guy from Midnight Mass is in this movie as well. The, yes, the, mm-hmm. who who I really like in in that. Well, it's a great mini series, anyway, isn't it? But yes, he's the 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 husband of the real life couple, isn't he? Whose car breaks yes. down and all this yes. business. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and he's great, but. He, he he doesn't seem to get to do as much as he probably yeah so they try to establish to with do. this couple that like he is not really for the the breakup he wants to work it out but she is very much kind of like no it's not going to work out i want to end this so that's kind of where they stand in their kind of story and then yes we follow frank grillo so he's out on the road his armored car and weapons just ready on this mission to go find this man who um you know he's kind of been scouting for weeks like you you get the sense he's been preparing for this i think in many ways if it if it was just say frank grillo's story it would feel almost like some sort of weird 70s movie it would it definitely would where you know you're in this slightly half dystopian near future of just craziness on the streets one man's journey in an armored car full fill to the, yes, to to the brim revenge to get payback i'm into that 
Yeah, it feels very like a Clint Eastwood 70s kind of (laughs) movie. Yes. Um, So those are the three stories. Um, And then kind of how everything kicks off, how they all come together. We have this our couple on the street. We have the family in the apartment. The granddaughter goes to get the grandpa from his room for dinner. And he's not there. He's left a note. He says that he and before that we saw him you know sneak out get picked up by a very fancy car and go yeah so now we find out what happened to him he knew he was dying he didn't want his family to waste any more money on uh medications for him so he volunteered himself this is how rich people purge they pay somebody um for volunteering themselves to to be killed so that they can um safely uh indulge in the purge and participate so he I mean, offered this, this is one thing I'm gonna continue to quite like if if this Things like kind of thing car- yeah. carries on. It is really scathing on this elitism. Yes. Uh, the elitism within society. It hates it. These movies do hate it. While I still feel like and I, and I think particularly this movie, I think it's it's quite um thoughtless in its depictions of some instances and some people and a little bit over gun happy sometimes Mm -hmm. um it's still got those interesting political questions going on it's still got those interesting conversations going on regarding why people purge why people don't purge different and how, how people's people, attitudes yeah. towards the purge how people participate in terms of your class you know yeah um which we which get into hugely near the end um so yes grandpa offers himself to to this rich family they'll send a hundred thousand dollars to his daughter and granddaughter um at if he volunteers himself to be killed so that's what his note says so the granddaughter wants to try to go save him but the daughter's like no it's too late he's already gone um and I mean, then... it's, it's it's very it's a very admirable sacrifice it's not something you should have to be doing yes but it's very you know it's it's incredibly selfless yes yes and sad and and, and a different way to explore this world yeah no Um, absolutely and it it is a very interesting concept i mean this idea of people paying off someone to execute them on purge night you know because it's it is really preying on desperate people yeah which again it, it's just it all speaks way too much to reality to me for me to actually feel like for me to actually really get excited about it i can appreciate these things but i cannot get excited about these kind of things because it just feels like something that definitely actually Could happens happen. People about actually three do. miles that way yeah you know kind of scary um so as they're finding out grandpa's gone and has sacrificed himself they start hearing like gunshots and noises they're looking outside and um they're seeing like mercenaries kind of coming up to their building and they don't know what's going on and they kind of try to like hide in a corner and then 
they hear a big boom through their door and they're assuming it's the mercenaries but no it's the creepy man who was hitting on her from downstairs and he's kind of going crazy and he has this big gun and um basically insinuating that he's going to you know sexually assault her because she thinks she's too good for him and all of this stuff and he's gonna you know live up to his purge rights tonight and isn't actually something I thought would turn up in the Purge movies, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I entirely viewed these as... Murder, murder, murder. Murder, murder, murder. All crime shooty, is legal, shooty, shooty. but they always just focus on the murder aspect. What about I'm sure sexual I said, assault I'm... and No, and, I'm and sure looting. I said the last week. Yes, that yeah. you were talking about. Where's the looting? Like, So we Where's see a looting? little bit of that, but it's not... You know. I want... I actually... This is what I want. I, I, I want a... How many Purge movies is there now? I don't know if, if even if the TV show deals with any of, of this kind of thing. I want a heartwarming Purge story about somebody who's been really struggling all year and finally gets to Purge night and he's able to go and steal all the things he needs to actually live his life. You know? He's been really struggling all year. Just imagine Morgan it. Morgan Robinson directs It's a Wonderful Purge. It's a Wonderful Purge. <laughs> really struggling all year. He's like depressed. Think about it. <laughs> it's a wonderful Just struggling purge. to make ends meet. It has, you know, barely anything. Really, I don't know, you know, he sometimes goes hungry, whatever it may be. Um, sleeps on... Uh, terrible bed in a in a crummy little place but on purge night he's able to go out get all the things he needs get all the things he wants no repercussions and actually go and live his life wouldn't that be an interesting twist on a purge story does it have to be shooty 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 all the time just a question Yes, I would love to see your version. It Morgan presents. It's a wonderful purge. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'm. I'm just not cut out for this. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm think not you cut are. out for watching this, the purge movies. The I knew I wouldn't be. Yeah, this is the experiment. But if you can look at it from the guise of this film, really just kind of building the world, expanding on some an interesting. Oh no, idea. I definitely am trying um, to. Yes, and then you just kind of have fun with it after that, which is what I do with these movies. So, yes, um, the gross neighbor from downstairs, um, played by the guy who weirdly has a lot of butt stuff happen to him in movies and what? television. What? <laughs> Excuse me. So this actor is always playing like you know a cholo kind of guy this role <laughs> yeah he's always playing like your you know stereotypical like vato cholo type mexican gangster oh, type see. guy right i see um and oddly enough he was in like one of the first episodes of the walking dead where he got shot in the ass with an arrow lovely then he pops up in the movie Bruce Almighty, where a monkey comes out of his butt. So I always just like, what is this odd coincidence of this man getting things put in and coming out of his butt? So I was expecting him to get shot in the butt as his. Don't think he does, does he? No, he just gets shot up in the back by these mercenaries. So he's threatening the them. Close to the butt. Yes. <laughs> so. Let him yes. get his shot in the front. 
Yeah, so I always see if this we're actor continuing like, the trademark the, of this guy. The actor with the butt stuff. So, um, <laughs> um, so he's very threatening them. They're hiding, and this daughter is really kind of annoying to me at a lot of points. Like they're hiding from him. He doesn't see where they're at yet. She's like, "We got guns. Don't come over here." Oh like, yeah. And then, like, the way she's just, like, being really obnoxious with Frank Grillo as well. Like, she's... They're trying to, like, set her up as, like, headstrong young woman. But she's just really annoying and doesn't know when to shut up. And I just didn't really care for her. (laughs) You're supposed to, like, like her and think she's a good kid and who's really headstrong. But she just comes off as really annoying. So, yeah. Like, they're hiding from him. He's walking around their apartment monologuing about how, yeah, he's going to do what he wants to them because it's purge night. And he, you know, his founding fathers gave him the right to do whatever he wants. And he's got his big gun he was saving up for and all this stuff and then the the, yeah the daughter's like we got guns don't come over here and reveals where they are so he comes and he finds them as as he's about to get them the they get shot up by the mercenaries he gets shot up by the mercenaries and then the mercenaries proceed to drag them out of the building Mm. and they're kind of like fighting back and there's like this huge van with a guy and this is Big Daddy. He's dressed like like a butcher, almost like with his white apron, and he has this yes. huge like this huge like armor piercing like Gatlin gun looking thing in the back of this big semi truck. And it's seemingly kind of some kind of setup of like these mercenaries are going into this building and dragging people out because not enough people are we find out later that not enough people are com- are participating in purge night making it not look as successful as the founding fathers want it to be so they're you know and not not feeling their plan of eliminating kind of the poor masses that they go into the poor parts of neighborhoods poor apartment buildings drag the people out and you know deliver them to the rich people if they want to use them to participate in the purge or just kill them or, you know, to to make it look like more people are participating than are actually participating. Because people are showing that they don't want to do this. They don't want to kill. They don't like what the purge stands for. So they're not participating. But because it's a bad look for the founding fathers, we learn that, yes. Yeah. Um, and these were... The, these it's were more convers- the government meddling to make the purge look successful. These were conversations that were started in that first movie yeah so i do Uh, like that it's kind of getting explored here yeah the idea of you know kind of some people not wanting to participate in the purge um what type of people want to and don't want to participate in the purge and you said before that this one is quite heavy-handed with its um, messaging and you know. messaging of let's eradicate the poor. Um, it kind of is in with scenes yeah. like this. It yeah, is so- very obviously let's go to the dodgy part of town, literally drag people out of the buildings when they're just in there, not wanting trying to, to stay safe. Yeah, because not wanting to be a part. I, I don't. I don't understand surely then the purge is literally and i suppose it is because we kind of find out in this movie that it it, it basically is just get rid of the undesirables in society well that's at least how our uh, new founding fathers view it yeah as we we spoke about this thing before well last week as well didn't we um how the in in the 
purge message, the alarm message that starts when when the purge starts. You have the government officials of a certain rank are exempt from the purge. You cannot harm them. Yeah. And this is all these people. They're, they're protecting themselves and throwing exactly. everybody else under the bus. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, they're dragging the the mother and her daughter out in the street. And uh, Frank Grillo's witnessing all of this on his way to his whole mission. And he stopped and he's kind of just like, oh, my gosh, don't just just it's not your business. It's not your business. So he's a good person. So he has yeah. the inkling to want to help them because he sees them kind of fighting back and seeing that they're like, you know, getting drug out against their will. It also just looks very kind of suspicious, this whole mercenary setup and yeah. this guy with this big truck and all of it just looks very sus. So he's just like telling himself and talking to himself to not help them. But against his better judgment he decides to help them so he gets out of his car that's when um the couple who have been on the street running away from the the creepy van group from the grocery store all night they decide to hide in his car so they hide in the back of his car and they're kind of watching him go and help was them a bad decision <laughs> yes <laughs> so he ultimately ends up shooting the guys and, and fighting them off and saving them um as he goes back to his car he sees the couple in the back is a big argument. He's yelling at them to get out. They refuse to get out of the car, but then here comes big daddy with his big gun and he's about to point it to them. So they all have to just get in the car and go. Um, and then behind them. So on one end is the big daddy in his big semi truck with his big like, Gatlin gun. And behind them is the van of motorcyclist people that were chasing the couple. So they're kind of stuck. <laughs> so they decide they're going to take he, no more arguing, get out of my car. They all just get in the car and go big daddy shooting at them. And he shoots something that damages the car and the car stalls out at a certain point. And so now yeah. they have to get out and they're on foot. Frank Grillo tries to ditch them and knows what he has to do. But they're like, no, you saved us. So you're stuck with us. And so now they they kind of it's like, like the, force the his hand. The father figure. <laughs> yes. He doesn't want his movie. ducklings, but they're following him regardless. So, yeah. So you're they our leader. I don't want to be your leader. Lead you're our alone. leader. <laughs> Like, you got involved. Like, you didn't have to save us, and you did. So now you're involved. Please protect us. Please help us. So, yeah, begrudging. Just like, helps fine. <laughs> yes. And he's telling the, the daughter to, like, stop talking. And she's asking, well, you're out here to purge, aren't you? And they're all, like, having this call, loud conversation about him in, while, like, while he's leading the pack. And the Midnight Mass guy is like, oh, well, you know, he's, he's out here to purge. Like, did you see that car was all armored up? Like, he was, you know... Uh, should we could can we trust him? I don't. He's like I can hear you. <laughs> like, um, and then the Stop daughter's just asking all kinds of questions. Me. Yes, he's right there. And the daughter's like asking him a billion questions and being obnoxious. And he's like, we got need to be quiet. Like, shut up. And he's telling her <laughs> rule number one: like, be quiet. And she's like, I'm not being quiet because he told me to. I'm being quiet because I want to. And he's like, shut the hell. So she's just annoying me. They're trying to like set up this cute banter, I think, with Frank Grillo, but she just annoys me. So. She gets I mean, better, as the, movie, she gets better as the movie goes along as trying to be kind of this moral compass for him. But in the, these first moments, she's just really annoying. And yeah. she's also like a huge kind of follower. Like she follows um, Michael K. Williams. She, she, she's yes. been watching his movement. She's a huge fan of his supporter of like what he's trying to do. So um, she's definitely on the side of getting rid of the purge and that believing that, yes, it's a whole kind of plan to get rid of the poor and all this stuff. Um. So she's perfectly right to believe because it is. 
Yes. So, so he's com- he's completely ready to ditch them. And but then she says, Oh, my friend. So she talks about her coworker that we had met earlier. You know, she has an apartment near here. Uh, she has a car. I can give you the car if you get us there. Just get us there. We can hold up for the night. Um, and uh she'll give you the car. So yeah. he's like, Okay, I need a car. Fine, I'll get you guys there. That's the farthest we'll go together. Um, she calls her friend and asks her if they can come. So they're set to go over there. So now it's just kind of working their way on the street, fully exposed, just very kind of scary. So that's kind of, you know, what now what kind of the horror aspects kind of play. So then this is where we're getting into like our action kind of horror energy of the film where, you know, obviously you have Frank Grillo with the gun kind of doing action star kind of things, but also just being exposed on the street when people are kind of coming at you, trying to kill you, all these crazy people in masks and things. And Yeah. Um, I think the, 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 the idea of it is still based in horror. Yeah. It's just the style of it. It's an, this is an action movie in style. Yeah, this is it, see it, even like the 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 color of it, like it's that kind of greeny yellow that is in every action LA movie. If you have a, a an action movie set in LA, it has that, that yellowy oh. green to it. Yeah, it, it definitely is doing that. And I, 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 uh, if you're not liking that element of it, then you're probably going to be disappointed going forward because I think every movie after this one is very much action heavy as well. Um, and it's not that I don't, it's just a real difference in just the way the movie's made and the, the, to the first one that was pretty self-contained, you know, quite, and like I said, quite horror-focused in its style. And isn't it the same director? Yeah. Of both of them? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's some sort and he's of... Kinda, I think he's kind of the creator of the franchise, too. Yeah. I don't know if there's just a, a change of heart or whatever it may be, a, a, an attempt to make you know, more exciting going forward, but it, it, it admittedly it doesn't kill the excitement, it dwindles the excitement for me, turning a a stylistically horror movie into a stylistically action movie when you want it to keep being a horror movie because it's still a horror movie in concept and idea Yeah, but it's just really a survival on the run movie and survival on the run movies are fine when they're meant to be survival on the run movies yes but they're, when those they're... also play into horror elements as well i believe they do yeah. they do um i don't know i just think i was i was i was because i was so pleasantly surprised with the first one this kind um, of is i going kind off of wanted that more of that that vibe again and and yeah if I'm not going to get that, I'm just going to have to get used to the fact that I'm not going to get that and keep enjoying <laughs> the um, the conversations that are brought up because I, that is an aspect that I do really like the 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 furthering of the concept, like you like you said, the 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 world building of it, the very obvious telling us now that the political aspects of the purge are 
very evil. Yes, I, and the I, I like is that. manipulating a lot of it as well. So yes, he ends up kind of, they get him to kind of stick with them by promising him this car at her friend's apartment. As they make their way, they're getting attacked by crazy people who are, um, you know, celebrating the purge. We get, this is this is where we get the start in these movies of just kind of creepy visuals. Like there's no story behind it. It's just, we see a woman bloodied on the corner uh, we yeah. see dead bodies kind of laying around. We see a bus on mind. fire, you know, a bus driving by on fire. We see a bus of, of guys all with guns just ready to go, like, celebrate Purge Night. Um, that I do mind. I don't... This is this is my tendencies in horror movies, <laughs> isn't it? I do not mind a bus driving past on fire. I do not mind a creepy-looking, bloodied woman. I do mind a gang of men with guns driving celebrating presumably they're all drunk yeah i do mind that because you know what that feels like it could happen how often do you see <laughs> buses how often yeah. do you see buses drive past that are on fire you don't how often do you see women covered in blood walking around in the street you don't really do you you don't but has there not been photographs of people with massive amount of guns all barged in the back of some sort of pickup truck somewhere? Driving, they're all hammered, they're all going to do whatever they're all going to do, but because it's the purge night, they're all going to go and murder a load of people. Is that not just too realistically terrifying? A little bit, a little bit, yes. Um, we also get a crazy lady on a rooftop with a sniper rifle just talking about how she's she's God and she, you know, it will bring their reckoning. And she's now, seemingly shot a couple of random people that she's seen So because there's a couple bodies laying on the street. So they kind of have to sneak by her to get where they're going. Here um, we have another <laughs> interesting aspect that you could explore rather than just being a thing in passing that you in see. an action yeah. movie. Yeah. Go have it be one person. This woman thinks she's playing God up there with a sniper. We could call it the sniper. No, that's already a movie. But you know what I mean. It's a Purge wonderful sniper. sniper. No, this isn't the happy movie. This is oh. now the looking down on everybody. I'm better than you, and I'm gonna pick you all off from up here. And but it, it's. Well, I mean, uh, you're making it sound pretty triumphant. So. No, because it comes back to bite her. Obviously, she doesn't win the <laughs> it's day. A wonderful sniper. She doesn't win the day. She loses the day. She falls off the top of the building because you can't play God, Janine. <laughs> you can't play God. That's I what like I you want. Rewriting that's... these movies for other movies with just these random. I think that's more interesting. Yes. I think that's more interesting than Wait, generic God. action horror. Okay, fair enough. Fair point. Fair point. Um, so yes, we just kind of get passing bys of just random people um enacting purge type things. So I like that we're just again just subtle world building, like yeah. this is what people would do. These are things you would see out on the street on purge night. Um, midnight mask guy steps in a trap and like a, a cable and they have to save him, and then you know, some guys who have set up traps just to kill people for fun. Um, are coming after them so they have to kind of fight their way through all of that um, there's another kind of scene where they walk past this bank and like there's a guy strung up and like a note on his 
on his chest saying that he robbed a bunch of people of their pensions and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we're just There's kind of still nothing quite as visually terrifying as the polite stranger. Though, yeah. From the first movie. That is just pure kind of horror gold. That it just works visually so well in creating an image of terror. And the masks from that first movie as well. Yeah. There's nothing really like that. They try those those, those kind of ghoul characters who are dressed like half skeletons. They're not bad. I don't mind that. I don't mind that as a get-up for people, as a costume for a group of purgers. Yes, which that what we, we call learned... them purgers. Yes, which we learned that Lakeith Stanfield is one of those people under he is. those masks. Yes, he is. Um, so yes, the, it's just them kind of trying to survive to get to the apartment. They get to the friend's apartment, and they're kind of partying it up, cooking food. It's her coworker, her sister her sister's husband, her father, and her mother. So uh, we're Imagine getting... if it was your birthday on Purge Night. Right? Oh, it'd be horrible. So, so we're getting some underlying vibes that there's a tension between the sister and the sisters, the yeah. her friend and the sister. And, you know, she's making implications that she's fat and, you know, just kind of really weird energy happening. Um, so they're all kind of patching up because I do believe the midnight mask guy got shot like in the shoulder or something so they're patching mm -hmm. him up um and just kind of cleaning up getting ready so then um uh they spot the friends taking pills so it's just a very weird energy frank grillo is kind of watching everything and it's just like what's going on here um so then he's asking for the car and then she admits to him there is no car i just needed your help i needed to protect my daughter and you know i'm sorry i lied to you and then he kind of admits to her about what he was he's going to do the man he he's headed to kill the man who killed his son i think it was like a dui situation he hit his son with his car and got off scot free it's and actually quite a surprisingly quietly dramatic moment yes where he the entire movie i appreciated this more than most other things in this movie <laughs> apart from michael k williams and his situation yes this um, little scene of, of frank talking Rillo about why explaining, he's yes explaining why he's out so important to him for yeah. this mission i'm into this i'm into that yes I don't, which is why i'm saying I think it could have been more more explored it could have been, it could have been, and it could have been better if the movie was, was just him yes which or kind him of like one other person yeah but the fact that he's now like with this excess baggage is kind of uh, yeah. it's frustrating a little bit um so then the daughter of the the mom she's trying to, to convince him like i heard you talking to my mom you know don't do this you're better than this da, da, da. so she's trying to like be this moral compass to him and tell me doesn't need to do that just stay here with us and be safe and so they're trying to convince him to to stay and not go forward with this because i mean it's not going to bring his son back is, is it really going to make him feel any better kind of that kind of rhetoric they're trying to convince him to just not do this and and sink deeper into you know something he can't undo yeah and, and something that's really not going to change the outcome so but he's kind of determined and, and headstrong in going so he's getting ready to leave when we see kind of some things break out in the fa in that family dynamic between the co-worker and her family 
So the the coworker, she starts dancing with her sister's husband, and she's like flirting oh, with him. Oh, it's a good thing to do. Yes. And then the sister pulls out a gun and shoots her sister dead. Everyone's shocked. And the husband's like, what's going on? What'd you do? That's your sister. Why would you do that? I saw your emails. You cheating. Da, 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 da. So apparently her husband was having an affair with her sister. And it was a whole drama. So now the sister's gone crazy. She's wielding this gun. She's waving it around. She's pointing it at people. She's shooting it. So then Frank Grillo, like, he, you know, gets on guard because he's about to leave. And so he kind of gets on guard to get everyone out, like their group out. So he's kind of shooting back at her to where she kind of has to hang back and kind of shoots, a, shoot, has a shootout with her enough that they, he can get them out of there. And so then that's kind of the situation we're dealing with. Um, well, so, you yeah. have, I mean, you have to say we're, we're all into Frank Grillo and his revenge story. We're not speaking enough about this woman and her revenge story for a sister being with her husband. Yes. So, I mean, I like I like that we don't even really need to get into any further than that. We don't go back and cut back and see what's really going no, on. No, no. God, like, oh, just, God, I would have hated that. Yes. It, it's just definitely like a situation that could plausibly happen on a purge night. So I like that oh, we're seeing different, different dynamics of different situations of things that could happen. I mean, this sister goes crazy. She even beats up her mom because her mom's trying to stop her. Um, so yeah, like we don't need to delve more into that story. We got the nuggets we needed. Yeah. We got another side of what people do on purge night. Sometimes it's revenge of the loss of your child. It's revenge on somebody who cheated on you and it's your family. You think you're safe, but you know, you never know what to expect. So I like that we saw a different dynamic in how purge night could, you know, could go Yeah, when you think you're true. safe. And so it was fact. just a little kind of nugget and nod to, how how this world looks how people manage the purge um and so now they have to get on the situation and we get our characters moving again so i thought that was kind of a clever thing to to illustrate the world um while also getting our characters kind of on the move again so then they do get captured by the group of lakeith stanfield's people that have been chasing the couple all night and he explains we're not participating in the purge we're just trying to make some money we are collecting people and and don't and giving them to the rich so that they can have their fun and games on purge night um so we're kind of hired to deliver people to to the rich so another aspect of this so we have yeah. the government meddling to get rid of the poor because the poor are know what the purge means to them knows how it's affecting them so they're not participating um the whole point of the purge is to get rid of the poor. So we're going to force the poor out and yeah. a make the purge look successful. B continue to get rid of the poor. Um, and, and so that's kind of what's going on there. And then this other aspect of the rich, just like picking people, random people off the street, paying people to do that for them so that they can kind of participate. And, and because, you know, some of these rich people are probably buying what, what the government's selling them. You know, oh, just delus delusional definitely. enough to feel like, well, yes, if I and, and coming at it from this kind of erratic religious standpoint of, you know, I'll be cleansed because there's a lot of that kind of language of being cleansed and things like that. And and uh, in killing and, you know, the, the, the therapist on TV, the doctor on TV is telling me if I do this, it's a, a great catharsis for me and and it'll it'll cleanse my soul. So I need to participate 
um, so that I can cleanse my soul and and part and, uh, and and feel good about myself and and cleanse my mind and be a better person and all this rhetoric that's being spit at them, they're delusionally eating it all up. Yeah, so well, it's a little bit of like what Ethan Hawke was talking about in the first movie. Yes. It's like, oh, we don't feel the need to participate, but it's it, it's a good thing. It helps people yeah. look at it, it's it saved our it's, country. It's like the Hunger Games type, you know what? Yes, it is. <laughs> what they're kind of spouting: the Hunger Games helps the society and all this kind of it nonsense. Is. So, which is is nonsense. I did actually notice, and I, I quite liked this detail: is at the beginning of of both movies, it kind of tells you, it gives you like the date and the year, and then it says like something about the crime, crime figures, so many, the, yeah, the unemployment percent. figures. I noticed that the the unemployment was marginally higher a year later in this second movie. Yeah, and the and the crime rate instead of being like ridiculously low was just crime is low. It it didn't. I don't think it specified like what the percentage. Things was. are getting worse again. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's purging. So I like that little detail. And I like that you get that like right at the beginning. Yes. Um, Just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, no, no, no. I like that. Um, So now our group is like at the at the hands of these rich people who want to just use them for sport and, and enjoy watching people kind of hunt them so there's like all this this rich snooty lady you know on a microphone talking about who oh, here are our sacrifices for the evening kind of thing literally it a might as well be an for their entertainment show. yes or a, like a gladiatorial kind of yeah. setting of just watching them for your entertainment so they're behind this bulletproof glass they give them all night night vision glasses and and see them fight it out and see who can survive type rich betting disgusting kind of situation so obviously you got frank grillo who, who you know is able to kind of take out most of yes. the guys um and in the process of trying to escape midnight mask guy you know he is finally reconciling with his wife they like say they love each other and let's work it out and then he gets shot up um and she chooses to stay with him um meanwhile the rest of them try to get out and i think before this also there there's kind of a another escape thing in like a tunnel i think that this is before they get caught by lakeith stanfield and all those people where there's blow torches and like one of those kind of like sand dune buggy things that they're chasing yeah. down in and some more kind of very actiony type elements happening. Um, also more, actually, um, more conversational time for the young girl to kind of make this kind of bond with Frank Grillo. So we're setting up these kinds of relationship things. We're getting more conversation with our characters, kind of getting to know each other. And then we're getting yeah. more fighting through the night action. So we didn't really kind of get into all of that, but it's basically kind of what is happening throughout yeah. this whole movie them on the street at night trying to survive talking getting to know each other each one kind of working out their kind of thing the the, the mother and yes, the mother and daughter trying to convince frank grillo not to go through with this the couple trying to reconcile their relationship type thing happening i should say i should say as well that midnight masked guy as we've been referring to him as <laughs> his name is zach guilford Okay, Zach Guilford. Yes, uh, I, I, we apologize for not giving we you, do. not calling you out by your name. 
fact of the matter is, you were just very good in Midnight Mass. So. Yes, he was. Um, so that's yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Grillo and Midnight Mass. Guy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So, yes, they do end up kind of, so the couple now are gone from the group, uh, and it's just the mother, the daughter, and Frank Grillo, and he decides, yes, he's going to go and go through with this. So they um, end up hijacking the car of the snooty old lady and who's trying to get out of there, and uh, they he heads to the man's house. It goes to the I mean, man's that, house. Um, that that kind of that scene with when they're all trapped in there by by those rich people is is definitely the most dystopian scene so far in these movies. It it just seems like because it, it did it it felt like some sort of weird sci fi auction where you're auctioning people off for sport which is really yeah. kind of what it was and then you're just watching them kind of battle it out like like yeah. you said like some gladiatorial kind of thing it's, um but it, it's i still think it's just terrifying to me how close i you think feel like and, and the fact that you feel like a reality could, yeah the fact that you feel like people are really capable of shit like that i think they are terrifying i have no um, faith in people i have yes. faith in individuals but i have no faith in the concept of just as people. a whole yes and what people are choosing to believe what their government is feeding them so all of these things are very much interesting things that i think the purge explores yeah um in a fun kind of horror vibe way in a fun so, way in an interesting way I well i think i mean i think these movies are fun because they're just kind of you know these off the wall elements they're crazy heighten heighten these underlying things that like could feel very real but because it's so heightened you know you you can kind of have a little bit of fun with it and just you know brush your brush your forehead like phew like yeah this makes thank me feel god like it this. isn't real yes yes yeah. um and and have a sense of relief because i suppose is, there is it that. is so it is so heightened um but yeah in in the pit of your stomach you're like this shit could really yeah happen. I, I suppose <laughs> there is that that's a yes. fair point yes um so frank grillo does decide to go to the man's house to kill the man who killed his son he i guess un, uh, like disabled the man's security door like a week before he gets in he drags the man and his wife out of bed and a very emotional scene from frank grillo screaming yeah. at him what does he look like tell me what he looks like you killed my son you know what you did say his name kind of you know rhetoric um very much a pained father losing his child and the man like i'm sorry I, you know i regret it i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and um we you know frank has frank girl has the gun at his head it's very heightened intense and then we cut away to outside with the mother and daughter frank grillo's like all bloodied up he comes out of the house and he's standing there and then we see him get two shots through him yeah and it's the big daddy guy because when he was shooting up all those men first saving the mother and daughter the big daddy guy in the face but he survived mm. um so in finding his car he got information on him and it was easy for him to kind of look up where he would be on you know where he was headed yeah. like he could just look up this man's son was killed obviously this is what he's trying to do so he found him there at the man's house and he shoots him twice and then he goes on you know big daddy goes on this rhetoric about and he's ends up kind of explaining you know 
people aren't participating like they should and you know the government needs them to participate so that's why i you know i'm out here doing this work for them and, and trying to make the purge successful and all this so he kind of goes what off is, on his what is it they say <laughs> what is it they say blessed be the founding fathers, fathers yes like the new that. founding fathers or whatever yeah god if it doesn't just sound like something that people again i'm just gonna keep saying it i actually think people are like this yes like this disgusting twisted version of patriotism that's like so warped um it's very especially and look especially in the u.s i think i think yes, the u.s like you, in particular yeah definitely has its own its own individual attitude towards its own exceptionalism yes that is just is fascinating but also absolutely terrifying to look at from the outside i can't imagine what it is like from the inside yeah um and look you know british people have our own kind of we like to lord ourselves over everybody else kind of attitude <laughs> sometimes but yeah. obviously historically certainly yes. um but i do think there's a, a individual to individual i think that's more of a like a community kind of thing like a we are britain rather than i think american tends to be very much i am great i am american america is great and i am the best and it's yeah. kind of like that sort of i don't know where it goes it's a cult completely cultural thing it comes from decades of worth of teaching or manipulation i suppose but as does every kind of warped mindset it cannot be blamed simply on the individual with the warped mindset it comes yeah. deeper than that you know it comes from from within deeper than that i should say yes it's these are the kind of things that i knew the purge would make me get into it's turning me political <laughs> I don't like to be. Well, the next one is getting very political because it is the purge election year. I know, but I don't like to be. I know. Nobody. I mean, yeah, we're not super political people. So it's. Yeah. We, 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 we don't parade it around, do we? With like, no. it doesn't, it doesn't. A good person's a good person and a bad person's a bad person. And I believe in that. Yeah. Exactly. No matter what you're minute political beliefs may be and the fact of the matter is people who participate in the purge are bad people yeah bad uh, people yes so we will get into the third film in the franchise the purge election year next week um so, this is my favorite it's just a lot of fun betty gabriel she's great in this movie she's kind of a badass we have uh our bubba from Forrest Gump, McKelty Williamson. Outstanding. Uh, yes, he's kind of a big lead in this, and Frank Grillo is back as well. Ooh. Yes. Yes, because um, he didn't actually die, did he? he no. He might have got shot, kind of, but he was no. actually say He was actually. No. And he ended up getting. So, as Big Daddy is kind of waxing poetic, he's about to now kill Frank Grillo, and he gets shot in the head. He gets yes. shot in the head by the man who killed Frank Grillo's son. Frank Grillo ended up 
listening to the moral voices of the mother and daughter and did not kill the man and the man ended up saving him so it's kind of a nod to okay you know let's just let's just be peaceful kind of the message lena Headey was trying to convey at the end of her movie and then they take him to the hospital and the end yeah it's, it's kind of exactly the same situation of, of... Let's just end this night in peace, please. Yeah. yeah. Which I like. I, li- I like that. I, I, yeah. want to, I want more of that. But yes. yes. The Purge Anarchy. It, well, it was, it was anarchical. It was, <laughs> it was full of anarchists. Fair, fair. Anarchy yeah. was an accurate title so you didn't movie. hate it but you didn't like it as much as the first and no i, I certainly look I, I i certainly didn't hate it there's there's plenty of stuff that's still interesting in this movie to me i just do not get on with this style of movie yes fair fair well, and i i, I, I don't I, i'm never i'm never oh, interested in going watching kind of action thrillers I'm I'm never they need to be very specific kind of unique action movies for me to kind of get into them. Okay. Like I will not I, I just will not be interested in the odd action thriller that just happens to be oh it's a survival on the like he's got to have some sort of unique levels to it yes so well i appreciate you giving this franchise a chance and and kind of at least finding things that are interesting to you so uh, i am doing i am doing we'll continue on (laughs) yes with a very political movie yes next week the purge election year that did of course come out in an election year yes some would say a famous election year for the u.s Others would say an infamous election year for the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> yes, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Um, yes, interesting. Twenty. It is. It, it was a 2016 movie. I remember it coming out at the time and thinking, "God, is is this a actual real say on what's happening now?" Because I mean... that is quite a bold statement from the Purge. Well, yes. Well, you'll see. And Jason Blum. Because it is, yeah. is Blumhouse as well, like yes, very much American iconography all over this movie, and oh, God, um, it's going to annoy me to tears, yes. isn't it? But it's very much villainizing people in 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 high positions. So villainize patriotism, I like it. Yes, and like more people it. fighting. Never that. understood patriotism. I'll be on. I I I'm honestly honest with that as well. Like I don't mind people being patriotic as long as you're not like aggressively violent about it. But I just don't get it myself. Like, you're born where you're born. Yeah. You didn't choose to be born there. You just happen to be. But why, why, should you be, why should you be proud of it? It does nothing but terrible things to people. Yeah. What has Britain done that's great to, pe- to other people? What has, <laughs> it, it what has, to what has the US done that's great to other people? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Morgan's getting political again still. still. Yes, this movie is, this franchise is bringing it out in you. So this is going to be very interesting as we move forward. Yes. Um, yes. So, yes. Exciting. <laughs> Exciting, Janine. Exciting from a from a, a podcast series point of view. Yes, I'm Exciting. really enjoying these conversations. So this is yes. going to be fun going forward. And thank you for participating in my little experiment. Of course. Of course. Next week <laughs> is the Purge election year in the Purge series. 
on Morgan hasn't seen. This is, of course, not the only show we have on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed. We have the main show every Friday where we celebrate old movies. We show love to them. We discover new old movies. We uh, yeah, share the love. Share yes. the love of them because they deserve it. They do. They really do. That is every Friday and every Monday. We have Monday Madness, our fun, chill, long-form show, topical uh, fun main discussion and always great games to be played at the end of Monday Madness as well. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have you covered on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Amazon Music and everywhere else. We also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel that you can subscribe to and ding your notification bells on for Monday Madness in its full video glory format, as well as all the kind of bunch of crazy other stuff that we have on there, reviews and retro trailer reactions and watch-alongs and live discussions and movie collections and all that good stuff over on the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. Um, we also have a Patreon and a donation link in the description as well if you would like to join us over there patreon.com slash it's a wonderful one we can't do what we do without the support of our patrons and are entirely grateful for all their wonderful support you can also find the show on twitter at it's a wonderful one find me on twitter at the purple don with a three instead of the e in there because janine three is the magic number all your delightful stuff is where you can find me at Janine Debean underscore on Twitter, Janine Debean on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find that at our Teespring shop. Just search It's Wonderful Podcast on teespring.com. Some really fun designs over there. And if you want to purchase any of my art and print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. Well, Janine, I think you're going to have to go for three rings of the purge alarm, please. <laughs> You make fun of my purge alarm. <laughs> well, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. The purge has ended. Thank God. Bye. Bye.